Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Praise the Lord. If you're standing, just remain standing for a moment. If you're seated, remain seated for a moment. I'm just going to read a quick, two quick verses of Scripture. I am reading from John chapter 1, verse number 1 through 3. The Bible says here, Gospel of John, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Can you say amen? amen? I'd like to also read from Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1, where the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes. Period. Yes. In the beginning, God created the heavens of the earth and the earth. I'd like to talk to you today about this subject that I have entitled, The Omnipotent God. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your goodness and your blessings and pray that you will... Touch our hearts, our ears, and our understanding. Everyone, Lord God, that's come here with a burden on their heart, show them how great and powerful you are and able to do all things. I'm asking in Jesus' name a very special blessing upon everyone that's here today or watching this on, on, on our live stream. I pray that you will bless it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Let's clap one more time for Jesus, shall we? Love him today. <clears throat> I do want to be honest with you. I tried to come up with a better title for my sermon than that one. Uh, my son-in-law preached last Sunday. What a phenomenal sermon that was. If you didn't hear it, you can hear that online. They're, they're all on our Facebook or our YouTube pages. And uh, his title was Pass the Salt, which was real catchy and was so good. And I thought, boy, what kind of, I got I to gotta compete with that now. I thought about someone turned the lights on. I, I just, I just, <laughs> just nothing would flow. So I just went with the omnipotent God, which is awesome because omnipotent means all-powerful. God is all-powerful. That's the God that we serve today. So I want to talk to you for a few moments today about how great God really is, if that can even be expressed, if I can truly, if anybody can truly express how great God is. I don't believe they can, but I'm going to do my best and then my goal is next week, this is actually going to be a, a, a series of sermons for the next three weeks, because next week, after I talk about how great God is today, I want to talk next week, being the uh, Christian holiday of Palm Sunday, I want to talk to you about what this great God actually did for us. And then the following Sunday will be Easter Sunday, and I will attempt to describe what Jesus rising from the dead means to us. So it's going to be a succession, how great God is, what that great God did, and what, that, what uh, rising from the dead means. But let me explain the sermon title today, the omnipotent God, because the word omnipotent means having unlimited or universal power, unlimited power. That's what our God has. Un, there's no limit to what God can do. There are limits to what you think God can do. But God can do exceeding abundantly above anything that you can ask Him to do for you or anything that you could think of Him doing that you're even afraid to ask because it's too great. I've been there. I've, been, I've, I've thought some things I don't even dare put that into words. 
God can do exceeding abundantly above that. He is unlimited power, universal power. That word means to simply be all-powerful. That's the God that we serve today. He is all-powerful. Now, we read already in our text today that God created the heavens and the earth, but I want to talk about how he did that for a moment how God went about creating the heavens and the earth. Because the Bible says in chapter uh, 1, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3, I read chapter, uh, I read chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 3 tells us how he started doing that. And just bear with me for a moment as I go through some details, all right? And then I'll get to preaching here in a moment. But he, verse 3 of Genesis 1 says this. It says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. That's the first thing that happened. God said, let there be light, and there was light. That's how it all started. Now, people try to disallow the Word of God and say, see, even the Word of God contradicts itself because it says here that He said, let there be light, and He hadn't even created the sun yet. The sun wasn't created till day four. And so the Bible starts off with a contradiction. How can we trust any of the rest of it if it can't even get that part of it straight? That's what the skeptics and the scoffers and the mockers say. But uh, first of all, just because you don't understand how that could have happened doesn't mean God couldn't have done it. Can you say amen? People want to try to understand God, and that's your first problem. You can't understand God. He's too great for your little bitty mind to comprehend all that he really is. And just about the time you think you got a few things figured out, he is still light years above you. No pun intended in light years. He spoke through the mouth of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 55. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. He said, and your ways are not my ways. He said, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so high are my thoughts above your thoughts and my ways above your ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, and I don't really know how high that is. Somebody might think they do. I don't. It's not where the clouds are. It's way beyond that. As high as the heavens are above the earth, that's how much greater I am and my thoughts are than your thoughts. My ways are than your ways. If you don't think God can figure out your issues, you are serving the wrong God. Because actually, scientists tell us that there are many sources of light. It doesn't have to come from the sun. They tell us that there are um, visible light, and not just visible light, but there's shortwave light that includes ultraviolet light, x-rays, and other lights. There are long-wave lights that includes infrared lights. There are radio waves, etc., etc., etc. Light is produced by friction, by fire, by numerous chemical reactions, as well as nuclear reactions of atomic fission and fusion, which is what they think is going on in the sun right now. Which, and, and God had at his fingertips many options to accomplish what he said he would accomplish without needing to turn a sun on. Bear with me because I'm going somewhere with this. In the beginning, God said, let there be, say it, let 
light. Let there be light. I came across an image a little while ago, and I, my first, now I'm not a scientist. I'm not even real smart. Sorry. But I'll tell you what I noticed when I first laid eyes on this image. Put the image up for me. See that image? How many of you recognize that image? Show of hands who are, who are familiar with that image. A couple of you. That's the Big Bang. How many of you? Put your hand up if you've heard of the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, okay. That's the Big Bang Theory, okay? The Big Bang Theory is that cone-shaped thing coming out. That's the expanding universe that was created way back at the beginning where there was a Big Bang. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't think of a better word to describe the creation of all known things in existence than Big Bang? <laughs> Come on now. At any rate, that's what they call the Big Bang, okay? That's it right there, all right? Now, in that cone is this expanding universe, and in there somewhere are all these galaxies, and in those galaxies are all these planets. I mean, you can't see planet Earth in that image because it's just too minuscule compared to all of the expanse of the, of the universe that's around us in this expanding universe that started from the Big Bang. But when I, was, uh, when I came across this image of the latest digital image of the Big Bang, I don't know about you, but I noticed one thing that jumped right out at me. Look at the source of that thing. What do you see at the source of the Big Bang? I see light. My Bible tells me that God said in the beginning, let there be light before he ever said anything else. You can call it a Big Bang if you want. I'll call it creation. But I believe the same thing. I believe that image. I believe there was a Big Bang, which was God's voice saying, let there be light. And out of that came all that we know and see. Oh, praise God. Now, here's what the scientists say. I got this from a scientific website. Thank God for the Internet. I would know nothing. He's okay. He's okay. He's all right. The origin, this is what they say. You ready? The origin of the universe started with the Big Bang. I still can't believe they couldn't come up with a better term than that, but sounds like something you'd hear at a, at a kid's rodeo show. Well, I heard a Big Bang. All right, that's okay for a five-year-old to describe it that way, but the universe? All right, the Big Bang. So I'm not going to make fun of it anymore. The origin of the universe started with the Big Bang, but how the supernova explosion ignited along the way has been a mystery. No, it's not. God said, let there be light. That's not a mystery. But they said, but listen, listen to the scientists. But how the supernova explosion ignited has, been a, has long been a mystery. And then he said, until now. Oh, they figured it out. The Bible's been disproven. It's done. We are wrong. We're a bunch of imbeciles sitting here believing in something that can't possibly be true because the scientists got it figured out now. I quote, We defined the critical criteria 
where we can drive a flame to self-generate its own turbulence, spontaneously accelerate, and transition into detonation. You convinced? Do you even know what that means? I don't even know what that means. They throw all this stuff out so that you and I say, wow, it must be true. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so let's dissect it. Incidentally, I had a scientist in our 8.30 service this morning, a young, a young uh, science student, and he came to me and said, really, realistically, even that statement is not actually true. I said, hey, I can't. I'm just going by what the scientific website told me. So if, if there are scientists that disagree with that, have at it. I, I know the truth. I'm just telling you what they're fighting over. So let me ask you something. They have got a flame that can self-generate its own turbulence, so this flame can now become turbulent, and spontaneously accelerate and transition into detonate. It can detonate. It can explode. But wow, you can really, you really figure out how to do that, huh? So let me ask you something, just out of curiosity. When it detonates, does it create little tiny stars and planets that get blown out into the room? <laughs> you got this flame that detonates. Is it, does, does things create from that detonation? Because just because you can do that, that doesn't explain, explain the Big Bang. Only God explains the Big Bang. Only God does. And incidentally, where'd you get the flame from? Huh? You got a flame to self-detonate, but where'd you get the flame from? You see, here's the deal. Every time you take another step back in time, you eventually come to God. Every time you take another step back, this came from that, this came from that, this came from that, you will eventually take a step, one more step back, and there will be God saying, let there be light. Hallelujah. In fact, he spoke through the mouth of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 45, and he said, I form the light, and I create darkness, and I bring prosperity, and I create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. The first thing people think of, wait, God creates disasters? Yeah, God creates disasters. And I'm glad he does. I'm glad God creates disasters because how many times has it been a disaster that drove you to your knees? Come on now. How many times has a broken down life and a disastrous event caused you to cry out to God and when everything was going smooth and you had no problems, you forgot all about Him and church services start slipping and prayer starts slipping and fasting starts slipping. But let a good old disaster strike and you're back on your knees. Thank God for a disaster every now and then. Hallelujah. Praise God, if it weren't for some disastrous events in my life, I might never seek Him. Now, God is omnipotent, which means He is all-powerful. That's the name of this sermon today. He's all-powerful, and the key word there is all. And that is because there is no power outside of God's power. Jesus said that to uh, Pilate. He said, you'd have no power at all if it weren't for God giving it to you. 
You think you got all this stuff together? You got nothing together except God give it to you. Daniel spoke and prophesied and said this about him. It said that he changes times and seasons. He sets kings up. He disposes them. You think Putin's running the show? You think Biden's running the show? You think the Ayatollahs are running the show? You think, give me a break. God is still running the show. When he's done with Putin, he'll put him down. When he's done with Biden, he'll put him down. When he's done with the Ayatollahs, he'll put them down. And you name a leader, and when he's done with him, he'll put him down. And when he needs another one, he'll raise him up. God is still in control, and that's why we need to serve him. He is the true king. He sets up kings, he disposes them. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in dark. How many of you are in a dark place right now in your life? Dark place. You're not sure what's going on. You're not sure if you can get out of this. You're not sure how you're going to get out of this. If you can get out of this. He's got that covered. He knows what lies in darkness, and light dwells with him. He will show you the steps to take if you will follow him to get you out of your dark place. Someone needed to hear that. He knows what steps you need to take to get you out of your dark place. I want to close, wrap this up, by saying this. If God really has the ability to say, let there be, and the sound of his voice causes it to be created. If God really has the ability to speak into existence things that otherwise did not exist, do you not think that same God can fix your problems? Do you not think that if you bring your cares to Him and your troubles to Him and your hardships to Him and your difficulties to Him and your confusion to Him, your brokenness to Him, do you not think the God that took nothing and made this universe that the greatest minds among us have not yet figured it out, the God that could do that can't fix your life? I wonder how many of you are like me. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to bare my soul to you for a moment, all right? I wonder how many of you are like me. Because I regret to say to you today that I am a worrier. I did not say a warrior. <laughs> I wish I was a warrior. I'm a worrier. I worry about my nature. I'm, a, I'm an anxious. I have anxieties. I worry about things. I, 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 I have to constantly go back and force myself to remember, you've got to trust God in this. You've got you to believe God's brought you through so many things. I, I'm the type of person, I've been living for God for a long time. Never mind how many years. It's been a long time. I was 19. Never mind how old I am now. It's just been a long time. I was 18. I was 18. See, that kid's been so long I can't remember how old I was. I was 18 when I first started following the Lord. And do you know that in all of these years, God has never failed me one time? Not one single time. And yet, 
I turn and look at the next obstacle and think, oh, no, how am I going to make it? (laughs) I'm just being honest with you. I hate to say this, but I identify more with the complainers on the other side of the Red Sea than I do with Moses. I, I get it. I understand watching the Red Sea close up on the Egyptians and then turning around and say, now how are we going to eat? <laughs> I get it. I've watched him time after time after time fix this, fix that, straighten that out, work this out, do a miracle here, a miracle there, and then I turn and I face my next obstacle. I think, oh, no. I'm doomed. But I will tell you, there's one thing I have done right. There is one thing I've done right. I have failed many times trusting God, worrying when I should have known better. But if there's one thing I have done right that I will put a feather in my cap for, it is this. I have never given up. I have never given up. And I want to be able to stand with Job one day and put my arm on his, on his shoulder and say, Job, I agree with you. Though he slay me, I'm going to trust him. I will not give up. When my life is in shambles, I will drag myself back to the house of God and lift my hands to worship Him. When everything's going wrong and my life is falling apart, I will drag myself to the prayer meeting and bow down and tell Him how great and awesome He really is. When all around me is in turmoil and the storms are blowing in my life, I will go back to the throne and say, but you, you are still the great one. You are still the one. You are still awesome. I will still worship you with my dying breath. I will worship you. And he has never failed me yet. And these words of this old song came to me as I closed today. Simply says, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He opens doors I cannot see. God will make a way for me. He will be my guide. He will hold me closely to his side with love and strength for each new day. God will make a way. Go ahead. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us how to do it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding, which I so readily do. Don't do that. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So do you think the omnipotent, all-powerful God can't fix you and your circumstances? He can fix you. And I close by saying this. There is only one life that this omnipotent God cannot fix, 
There is one life he cannot do anything with, and that is the life that was not given to him. The life that's not given to him, he can do nothing with it. I give my life to you, Jesus. So that the omnipotent God who spoke all of this out of nothing can speak great things into my life to somebody who is nothing. Because you're a great God. Let's stand together. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.